um, do you feel in yourself, uh, uh, what's the word, rather shy? I mean, you know, you walk around like this. Do you ever, ever feel that you want to hide away? Oh, yourself, no, you know? God, I don't want to hide nothing. God knows I don't. I ain't never hear nothing. Holy mackerel, Andy! I ain't never hear nothing. I want every, I let it all hang out. Every bit, I don't hide none. I think that everything is supposed to be showed. Your limbs, everything's supposed to work in the right function, in the right pause, and the potions that you have a notion to give out to the world the love, the gentleness, the tenderness, the kindness. Uh, you ain't supposed to hide them. You got it. God gave it. Show it to the world. No, I don't want to hide. I love, I love when the people turn around and say, there go, little Richard. I said, thank God. She know me. He know me. Because I'm spreading a little joy to a baby boy, a little love to a baby girl. Ain't nothing wrong. You ain't hurt nobody, you're helping the world. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. Now, normally we would start the show off with some form of meditation. And then by the time we get to me welcoming all of you, the energy is a little bit lighter, you know, laughter. And I mean, you know, we can still laugh, but... I want to keep it kind of mellow because for the rest of the episode, there is going to be a lot of laughter with (laughs) my co-host, Michael Ward. So right now, I kind of want to just chill, you know, so chill out with me for a little bit, Misfits. I want to thank you all for the love you showed uh, last week's episode with the returning BHW. You know, I love when that brother is back here with all of us in the Misfit universe Uh, We had fun as always. And, uh, you know, doing all of this over Zoom is definitely making it a lot easier to connect with different people all over the country. And uh, the love that you all showed, you know, there (laughs) people were promoting us saying that, you know, the team is back together again and everything. It's a good look. You know, it's a good look. I always love when he's back here and we're able to, you know, have our energy connect. And that's the same thing with Mike this week. When he was on uh, for the last episode, we received a lot of feedback about how much you all enjoyed our chemistry. So uh, I'm happy to have him back again. Definitely happy to have him back again. Uh, This is a special episode for me because I'm recording this on my mom's birthday. Uh, She is 57 and 67. Nope, not 57. (laughs) She is 67. (laughs) And uh, it is also the uh, anniversary of my grandmother's passing. So it's a very interesting day for me. I woke up this morning and like since she passed, I've always been in a, a place of celebration for her. You know, there's never really been any sadness for me, but I woke up this morning and my heart was heavy and I wasn't really sure why, you know, so I just decided I was going to do a tribute to them on my IG and Facebook stories and uh, 
I want to give a shout out to my little brother, Joey, because I was supposed to be in Baltimore right now. However, because of everything that's going on with the pandemic, I wasn't able to go because I definitely didn't want to be around my mom uh, as much as I would love to hug her right now. But my little brother, Joey, came through and it's a, a very special day for us. Uh, as I was telling him earlier this morning, we are in a very unique position um, as far as our friendship, because our moms share the same birthday, their birthday. Uh, they both share today, the 12th of May, all that rhymed. Um, but his mom passed away last month. And so I told him, I said, we share a very specific and unique bond now because our mom's birthdays are on the same day. So we celebrate their birthdays on May 12th. However, we now both celebrate death on May 12th as well. Um, we'll not necessarily celebrate, you know, we acknowledge. Uh, so yeah, that contributed to the heaviness, but we both turned it around together because he knew that I wouldn't be able to see my mom. So he asked if there was anything that he could do, which was so selfless and so sweet. So he took some flowers to my mom that uh, were from me. And I just thought that that was so sweet, you know, because I'm like, I wanted to be able to give her something, but I knew that I wasn't there to physically do it. So he drove what would have had to have been maybe 45 minutes. And keep in mind, they couldn't hug. They couldn't touch. He just put them on. He put the flowers on the porch for her and she came out and got them. He recorded the whole thing. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And I'm so thankful for that, brother. Because to go even further into our connection, uh, the, the passing of my grandmother, he was one of only two of my closest friends who were with me the entire time. And so he's very special to me. He's very special to me because I definitely don't ask for a lot from friends. I'm one of those kind of people. If I'm going through things, I usually handle it by myself. And after I figured it out, you know, kind of sat with it for a while, I'll come back out into the world and talk about it with friends. So I don't require much, maybe just someone checking up on me, you know? Uh, so for that reason, it doesn't take a lot for people to show up for me. And when my grandmother passed away, a lot of people who I thought cared about me didn't show up. Uh, but he did. And he always has. And for any of you who know anything about astrology, you know that Scorpios are very big on loyalty. And when we know that you are loyal to us, we are loyal to you for life. And that's what he has with me. You know, he has my loyalty for life because he is he's always been there always and it means the world to me and all i wanted to make sure that i'm there for him as well uh so <laughs> enough of that um that was so sweet what he did earlier for my mom that was very 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 sweet uh but yeah so we're gonna begin to make our way into the conversation with mike and i uh we cover a lot in this episode <laughs> we cover a lot in this episode uh we talk about everything from the erica badu and jill scott battles to um black businesses and who you can support 
to some of you know our favorite music you know what as, as we've been doing for the past couple of months and just a lot of fun a lot of jokes and a lot of fun but before we get to the jokes and fun i want to make sure that we're properly centered you know I've been doing a pretty good job of making sure that there was some form of meditation for you guys every week. So let's not stop that. So before we go into my conversation with Mike, close your eyes for me. Take a deep inhale. And exhale. And center yourself with Janae Aigo's trigger warning mantra enjoy misfits Yes, my co-host for this week, Misfits, is familiar to all of you. He has been here more than once, and we enjoy every time he comes. I know I can say we because you all love when he's here as well from the feedback that I've received. So once again, welcome back to The Healing Space, Mr. Michael Ward. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Misfits. And the people <laughs> they, the people want me back? Is that what it is? Is that the feedback? The people, they want me back here. This is my third time. It is. Look at you, remembering how many times you've been on. Three is a nice number. Is, is. 
Four is better, but yeah, three is good. I'm gonna let you have that. <laughs> I said what I said. Three is a nice number, okay? Okay, thank you. How you gonna tell me you're gonna let me have it and then you come back with that? That wasn't you let me have it. <laughs> this is how this entire episode is gonna go. I feel it already. I need y'all to understand that we were supposed to start this episode an hour and a half ago. And just like with me and uh, BHW, we have had our fair share of things that have taken place. <laughs> I've had a red solo cup in my hand for the last hour. And he's calling me bougie because I have a, a glass of water. Well, a, it's a glass <sighs> bottle, but yes. <laughs> Conserving the environment. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I Welcome. appreciate it. Welcome to the healing space, Misfits. The healing space after dark. I was about to say, let me get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you are now tuned in to... Yes. Okay, and when, when that part comes on, when I go in and edit this, I'm going to have Shantae Moore's Way You playing behind you. <laughs> Wait, I need you to say a little bit more so I can go and put her, put her nope. behind you. <laughs> No, because see, now that you're setting me up for it, now see, had I listened to the episode and I would have just been all in a, in a mood and a vibe, mm -hmm. then I would have been able to flow. But now, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I yes, I'm glad to have you back. And this is going to be an exciting show. You're glad to have me back. Thank you. I'm glad Thank to you. have you back here. <laughs> Are we, am I, I now a revolutionary help? I have officially <laughs> taken <laughs> <laughs> I have a red solo cup, okay, people? <laughs> so I have officially taken over the healing space. You are now tuned into the Raven and Michael show. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're going to be prepared. Because it's, it's going to be a lot of laughs. It is. It is indeed. So what's been going on in your world? How have you been adjusting? Because this is your first time back since the pandemic. And it seems like there's been a lot of space, but you were My recently God. on the show. Yes. You were recently here, yeah. We were just out having margaritas on we National were. Margarita Day. Listen. Um, and now the entire world has changed. And I am working from home, mm -hmm. um, which is brand new territory. Enjoy working from home. I've I've been advocating to work from home for the longest time. Like, yeah. I can do my job from anywhere yeah. um, remotely. And so I'm like, now I'm home. And now that I'm home all the time, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I'm really here. <laughs> but there there's positives. Yeah. Positives to it. You know, we wanna we wanna focus on those positives, but it's just been a change. I'm sitting here with no haircut. Um, but <laughs> I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm well, my family's good. I'm still employed, thank God. Yeah. You know, I I get to sit and talk to wonderful people like you. So Aww. you know. <laughs> don't awe me. Don't be like that. Don't awe me. It was this, sincere. Man. It was sincere. Give me that shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. This is a family friendly show. Since when? This is a healing space. <laughs> that Disney contract, okay? It's just gone. It's out the window. <laughs> I'm over on the Hulu side of Disney. That's where I am. Bougie. First of all, sir. Bougie. First of all, that would make, that's three times you've called me that today. Let's be clear. Thanks. 
<laughs> so anyway, yeah, working from home has been pretty cool. Uh, it doesn't feel, the funny thing is, it's been longer than it feels like it has. Like, I've already gone a month working at home and it doesn't feel like it. Since I've started working at home and going out into the community to, um, to help to take food to people, it feels like every week is super fast. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like the weeks are just going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And so that has been interesting because last week actually felt like the fastest week to me. It literally felt like I went from Monday to Friday in an in instant. And so I'm enjoying it. And it's going to be very interesting to see how my job navigates this when it comes time for, you know, whenever it ends, you know, because I know right now, <laughs> I believe our CEO said that we're going to be going past July, you know, as far as the food distribution. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're already looking to do that. As far as the working from home piece, I don't know. You don't want to go back. Go. You don't want to go back. Listen. listen. <laughs> you don't want to go back. It's written on your face. You don't want to go back. <laughs> I was telling one of my coworkers today before I uh, left from campus because we went and took the vans back after we finished taking the food out. I was talking to one of my coworkers and I told her, and one thing they know about me, I'm very honest, very transparent. And I told her, I said, here's the truth. One of the main reasons why I love, because <laughs> some of my coworkers aren't the biggest fans of continuing to go out and doing the, uh, the food distribution. I love it. I could literally keep doing it for the rest of the year. And one of the reasons why I love it, and I told her, I said, honestly, I don't like people talking to me all day. Mm -hmm. Like that annoys me. And one of the things I love about this job is that we have space and time to be able to separate ourselves so we can work on our notes for our kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I have youth who need to constantly sit in my face and talk, and this isn't talk about problems, let's be clear. Talking mm -hmm. about problems is why I have the job. I mean, when they just don't want to go back to their apartment, <laughs> they're just going Hang on out. and on. Exactly. Hanging out. I don't do hanging out. I don't. So being able to be off campus and actually helping people, which is why I have the job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So if I could get to the point where these kids ain't coming and just try to hang out all day, then I can go back to campus. But until then, keep me going. <laughs> yeah, it just so helps me. Well, I talk to people all day. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk to people all day. So yeah, I'm I'm doing catastrophe claims, which I'm working um, auto claims from the tornadoes that have happened, from the hailstorms, from all of these really bad storms that happened. So. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to people who have lost their homes, who have lost their cars at the same time, who's their entire life, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, like what else could go wrong? Right. And so that that's another that's another tough piece of it. Although I get the opportunity to work from home, I'm dealing with so many, so many tough situations. Yeah. And it yeah. is taking a lot of compassion and empathy and patience and really 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 meeting people where they are because some people are unemployed yeah. and then a tornado comes through and your whole entire life Ooh. that quick you know with out of your control just like all of this right now with the global pandemic is showing us and we're you know we're able to luckily work from home or uh, keep ourselves safe but even you know even with people who can't stay at home a tornado came through and wiped their homes out is so this is really teaching me a lot about myself, about people, about empathy, humanity of really meeting people where they are. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 
that's it, real. It's, 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 so it gets, it gets very challenging at times. And I think that's kind of the piece that I do miss about mm-hmm. going into an office is that I can leave it there. Yeah. So now I've had to kind of create different spaces and a different mm-hmm. kind of energy. Right. I have to be able to go downstairs. Luckily I have a downstairs or another room or to the trash can or outside to get fresh air. Yeah. Kind of. And as I was saying to you earlier about Sage in the place, it's uh-huh. like, I've got to get that energy back because I've built my home as my sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm working from it. So, so it's definitely been an adjustment, but they asked us today, do we want to go back in the office? I sent a thumbs down. <laughs> no. Why? To deal with Atlanta traffic? <laughs> to be frustrated by the time that I get to work? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Take me back to seven-year-old me. I don't want to go. Well, it's funny that you would talk about, you know, uh, empathy, because, of course, that plays a huge part in what it is that I do. And so yesterday, we, um, you know, as you and I talked about offline, uh, the COVID testing that finally took place yesterday for us. And it was interesting. And I don't have a problem, I don't think, have I ever mentioned the name of my organization on here? (laughs) Because I'm like, let me be mindful that people go back and they listen to- We are in the midst of a global pandemic (laughs) and job stability. Listen, facts. Okay, so let me figure out how I'm going to say this. Okay, so I'll say this part, because this is true without, you know, being shady. Because, and it's actually factual. We were informed via email that they were going to be swabbing our throats. So I'm hearing from everyone who I talked to who's actually been through the process or have done enough research to know. They're like, what? They were like, we haven't heard anything about throats, really? So that could have been an option for us. So I'm like, yeah, you know, because for me, it's coming from the top. So clearly it's true. So I pull up and it was the funniest thing in the world because I pull up and as soon as I'm stepping out of my SUV, one of my favorite coworkers stops and she's like, there was no high or anything. She was like, so it's going up your nose. I was like, what? (laughs) What? Air just left. She was like, I figured I wanted to tell you now because I didn't want you to be caught off guard the way we were. She said, yeah, we know what the email said. However, when you get over there, it's going up your nose. So I go off. I'm cursing and everything. And I'm apologizing. And she was like, no, you should. She said, that's exactly mm. how we felt. She says, so you're perfectly fine. So my supervisor comes walking up the street. He's coming back from across the street because we were getting it done at our new building, which is huge. So it was happening outside, a bunch of tents, all types of stuff going on. So he comes over and he see, I guess he could see my face and like my hands were on my head and I'm like leaning back. And he was like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. He was like, because you know, I didn't want to do it either. So, you know, I was feeling some kind of way, but I was done. And he was like, it's really quick. He says, kind of a pinch, a little bit of a sting, and then it's over with. So I took some of my kids over there because they wanted to go with me. And I, mind you, yesterday was one of my work from home days. So I'm going over there with them and I'm like, I need to get this over with because I'm just trying to go back home. (laughs) But I ended up being there for like maybe two, three hours. Because my kids kept wanting me to go over there with them. They were afraid, especially once they found out it was going to be their nose. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's okay. I was actually glad that I had it done before the rest of them. So I was able to tell them what the process was going to be like. Mm -hmm. So um, we went through. Whole thing was done. Very professional. Uh, It did stay with me. I would say that it stayed with me all the way up until, because I I had it done around 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until when I woke up this morning that I didn't feel anything anymore. Like, literally, 
for the rest of the day, I felt something going on with my nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't know what, <laughs> what did they hit? I don't understand. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like painful. It wasn't like painful, but it was, uh, I don't know, just a very interesting feeling. It was an interesting mm-hmm. feeling. So, so it yes. Was. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so, so after that was over with, after that was over with, I made my way back. Um, to and you my can car. laugh about it now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I can laugh about it now. Uh, I'm on the other side of things. So my supervisor said we're supposed to be hearing back. We're recording this on my mom's birthday on Tuesday, uh, but we're supposed to be finding out tomorrow, he said. It's your mama's birthday? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, mama. <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> like, okay. I was like, what was it? Was that the response you were going to have? Was okay? <laughs> if you would have left it at okay, I would have fallen out this chair. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you seem so, so enthused when you ask. Happy birthday. It's birthday. Healing space. <laughs> say, say it one more time for me. Happy birthday, mama, from the healing space. Yes. Come on, the voice, indeed. <laughs> That's what I'm start calling you. Let's give my new nickname for you, the voice. No, because the, the people are not about to come for me online and be like, who does he think he is? The voice. Don't you know that's Whitney Elizabeth Houston? Oh, touche, touche. No, we ain't, about to, we ain't about to play with the voice. We just about to play. Respect. Rest in peace to the to the family. What? And and the hologram. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm... Wait, though. No, not rest in peace to the family. <laughs> I, I feel I I personally feel some kind of way. So yes, that was subtle shade about the hologram <laughs> in the next Whitney Houston documentary that's coming out. Oh, oh, rest in peace <laughs> to all of your ideas creatively involving Whitney. Oh boy. Okay. Um. <laughs> completely caught me off guard. So let's make a shift. Let's make. A- <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna stay in music, but we're gonna shift, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about Eric Badu and Jill Scott <laughs> and their versus battle. Versus I keeps me on track. Versus with two Z's, indeed, indeed, indeed. On the mm-hmm. on the <laughs> keeps me in line, you guys. Listen, I have now put the red solo cup down. It's that mm-hmm. point of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I did have a red solo cup for the Erica and Jill versus. Did you? I did. I see. Here's the thing about it. I already knew that it wasn't going to be like a battle, battle, right? Like how you know Sean Garrett and Dream or Jonte Austin and Neo and yeah, um, Teddy Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle Teddy and, uh, and Babyface. And babyface. Right? I really, I honestly thought it was going to be what it. It, what it was, Me you too. know, like this Me celebration, too. this coming together of realizing that they are two separate individual artists who may kind of share the same space, maybe yeah. on the same landscape. Yeah. But they are so both, like they, they're so talented and so just loving and so nurturing and so warm yeah. to each other that it was just, 
it was beautiful to watch. It was history. Yeah. And you had Michelle Obama in the room. Like, listen, come on. Listen, Michelle, Adele was up in there. I mean, all like everybody was yes. there. Like, it was a whole event. It was. It was a whole thing. It was a whole event. I thought it was beautiful. Like, honestly, like I was watching the uh, the chat room and seeing all of these people mm-hmm. who we know, you know, just talking and conversing and enjoying themselves. Swiss and Timbaland was in there with everybody talking about it and stuff. It was awesome. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, you know me being as anal as I am, especially when it comes to time. I'm <laughs> on my way home. And so I'm on my way home. <laughs> and as I'm on my way home, I'm looking at uh, the time <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so it's supposed to be. First of all, first of all, not to interrupt you, uh-huh. but can we just let can we just let the people know that I had to remind you what day it was happening? Because you were so excited that you had it on the wrong day. He's like, I'm going home to get ready to go see the, go see Jill and Erica. I was like, I had to check my calendar. I was like, wait a minute. Like, am I not? Am I? Did I missed the invitation to the cookout. Cause my invitation said it was on Saturday. Okay. The only reason why yeah, you probably, only reason why you knew as much as you did is because you had a major event going on the night that I thought it was happening. <laughs> True. So I thought it was the lead True. in, you know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you didn't miss. It, I appreciated event. it. Okay. You, well, I'm sure exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you wanted to make sure it didn't run into each other, which mm-hmm. it would have, because they went three hours, so it would have definitely ran into Europe. Oh, Erica's late. Erica's always late. I, I shouldn't put that on her life, but with every time that I've seen Erica, she's been late. So I didn't expect her to start on time. To start on time, yeah. It was interesting because uh, at 7 o'clock is when it was supposed to start, and neither of them had started. I, I was only walking with Erica Badu on social media. I wasn't walking with Jill. So, mm. <coughs> not <coughs> <coughs> good Lord, not COVID. Um, and I ended up... Oh, no, rebuke that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I make sure to say not. As soon as I clear my throat. Grab <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> as as I, uh, <laughs> I looked at the time and I was like, okay, well, let me add Jill too so that I can keep, you know, refreshing and see mm-hmm. at the top the story and, well, the live, you know. So I'm refreshing, refreshing. 710, finally, I see Jill's pop up. Don't see Erica's though. Mm-hmm. So I click on Jill. I go in there and it's like this mural in the background that I believe was her face. Uh, and she's playing, I believe it was Nikki Giovanni. And I was like, come on, start the vibe for me. You know, especially me being a poet. You know, I'm completely here for it. I'm come like, on, yes, set it up. all day. Yeah, set it up. Get the vibe going. So Jill gets on and Jill's chilling for, with us for a little while. And I think it was like at 7.20 that Erica comes in. And I was like, look now, <laughs> I'm ready to get things started, you know? Mm-hmm. But like you, I really wasn't expecting it to be on some battle type stuff. That's just not, that's not what I was assuming. Especially mm-hmm. seeing how on that same day, we lost two people, oh, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, we're, we're still healing from what happened to Ahmad. And then mm-hmm. we have these two legends that pass on the same day as this. So I was like, I don't see a battle taking place because the battle isn't what most of us would have wanted anyway. We were in a very deep healing space, you know? Ha <laughs> ha, healing space. Uh, mm. But yeah, so... Come on, name check. <laughs> so yeah, so for me, that's not what I was expecting. 
So for you, what were some positives and what were some, I won't necessarily say negatives necessarily, mm -hmm. but what were some, some missteps? Yeah. I'll talk about some missteps okay. in the battle. <laughs> um, so I will definitely say the positive is the fact that both of these amazing artists came together for free. Yes. Well, the first part was free and then, you know, uh, Badu has her own streaming platform. Um, but the fact that we got to witness history in the making, these two incredible artists gave us, you know, their music pretty yeah. much. And they ran down because I also feel like it's, it's for me as a, as a music lover, um, it's different kind of when you ask somebody to put together their favorites, you know, out of their catalog, right? Because even watching Jill like go through some of her music when she broke down and she started crying and she was talking about the origins of the song and um, asking Erica, like, are there certain songs in your catalog that you just go back instantly? And it, that emotion, you know, yeah. comes back for me. And I thought that was like, that's priceless to be able to sit with these artists for free to kind of get the, the backstory, the inner workings of it and see how their music still affects them and touches them yeah. and what they feel like they want to give to the world at this moment. Because yeah. one of my missteps that I will mention in terms of if we're thinking of a battle was with Jill, you know, she went to kind of the deep cuts, you know, yeah. like a lot of the stuff from woman, yep. the woman album and you know, Badu was giving us like the stuff that we kind of knew, yeah. you know, she was giving it to us. But I think, you know, that was sort of kind of the misstep in terms of we're thinking of it in a battle. But when I put it in terms of what she wanted to offer and give us to the world yeah. and what was on her spirit. And like you say, we were in the healing space. Yeah. And so <laughs> of her giving that, of her giving uh, those songs to us and telling that backstory um, it made more sense in the context of where she was. And it was it was beautiful seeing Erica with the family and the kids that came yeah. on the way. And um, even how Jill kind of, you know, played Tyrone in the midst of, you know, when Badu... That was awesome. We rebuked that, that Teddy awesome. Riley spirit. <laughs> <laughs> we rebuked it because she was trying to... I, and I understand what she was trying to do by singing live and kind of give us a, a little bit of that feeling too. Yeah. But the iPad died, and it was like, no. But I want to know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh what you want to know? I want to know too. What you want to know? <laughs> what you, you want to know? Erica, no. Okay, <laughs> no. Erica had been telling them all night long that she believed it was going to die, and her people kept telling her that she was fine. My thing is, she was telling y'all. I don't know what part, because y'all the technical people, you know. So I'm like, how is it y'all working for her and y'all the technical people? She told y'all what was going to happen. Y'all kept telling her she was fine. It died. So clearly she was right, you know? So I'm like, moving forward, if there, because she does a lot. She's been doing a mm -hmm. lot as far as, you mm -hmm. know, like streaming and stuff like that recently. So I'm like, listen to this sister, because clearly she knew what was going on and y'all didn't, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, for me, a, uh, a positive, one of the things that I really loved was, well, one, just the fact that I love the two artists. So this mm -hmm. was a treat for me because it was my first verses. Uh, I was telling Daryl, uh, my brother who I host Keep Firing podcast with, I was telling him that I didn't, I wasn't invested in any of the other ones. With Babyface and Teddy, I only care about Babyface. I'm not a mm -hmm. Telly Riley fan, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was like I, really I was like, like the matchup. I can understand it. Yeah. So I was only there for one person. So if Jill and Erica finally it was two artists that I actually give a damn about. So I was like, okay, I'm really looking forward to that. So that was a positive. 
the love they shared for each other was a mm. positive, you know? I loved how you could tell they were genuine friends. However, on the opposite side, <laughs> on the opposite side of that, I can't call it a critique because it's just who they are personally, but I always tell people that even though Brandy is my favorite singer, it's her music, it's her voice that I love, I mm. don't know if we could hang out together. I don't know if I would really vibe with her. However, Monica, I think mm. I'd be the best of friends with. <laughs> I think I would love to hang out with Monica. That's what I was finally able to see from this. Like with Erica, I don't know if Erica and I would vibe too well. Now, mind you, all of the stuff that she's into, I would totally understand and be able to comprehend. But I feel like Jill is the one that I would vibe with. She's the one that I would understand. Like with Erica, I feel like there's a certain level of humor that I have. And I even watch when Duran interacts with her and everything. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, she just seems, now mind you, she clearly, I've seen her sense of humor. So I know she has one, but I feel like she's more serious than she is. And I'm silly, you know, so I'm watching Erica and there are times, I mean, Jill, and there are times where Jill would make, there are times where Jill would make jokes, mm -hmm. stone face with Erica. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah like, and and when she asked her about her poetry as well like she yes. really she went inside of herself yes she really did i was like oh my god it was so interesting yeah. especially when they were explaining that they have a relationship and i yeah. love that i love that they made it very clear to people mm -hmm. you tried to pit us against each other for years mm -hmm. but y'all don't know how close we actually are you know and yeah. so for them to tell us that it was very intriguing to me to watch how it almost like they had to warm up to each other. If you get a chance, mm -hmm. Misfits, go back and watch it. They started off and you would have assumed they didn't even know each other too well. By the end mm -hmm. of it, you would have thought you believed every word they said about how close they were. It was mm -hmm. very interesting because in the beginning, I actually felt awkward because mm -hmm. I was like, Jill keeps giving her all this energy. <laughs> and my dude, yeah. are, you, are you high? Like, are you drunk? Like, <laughs> you're not giving her mm -hmm. any of this energy back. And then I was like, is the sound working? Because Jill would say things to her and it would almost be like she couldn't hear her. So I was, so that's, you know, like I said, not necessarily a critique because this is just their, their personalities. But that was very interesting to me, very. Mm -hmm. um, how did you feel about Jill not necessarily going along with the rules of Versus? The rules are pretty much what Erica was doing. And I mean, you know, Erica's DJ in the past, so I know that she kind of understands. Mm -hmm. But Erica did play uh... the songs. You weren't supposed to play oh. the full songs. And Jill always oh. played the full songs. So how did you feel about that? Or did you even notice where you just vibing out so much you didn't even pay attention? No, I, I did notice it. But to me, Erica's was much more produced. Yes. So, I mean, she had, yeah, DJ, you know, she had the scratches. She had the fade outs. Yeah. Hers was much more produced. I really think Jill was like me. She was like, I don't really know the rules of this thing. Y'all want me to play my music? <laughs> I wrote a song. Let me play it for you. You know? Um, so, but I mean, it's Jill, you know, so it's like, I listen, give me all eight to 10 minutes of it. I will take it. Oh, wow. That's what, that's wow. what made it 10 oh. hours. That's what made it a 10 <laughs> yeah. hours. And then I'm sitting there like, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Y'all have been here for two and a half hours and we Ooh, not have made it to 20 We songs. have not. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really feel like, yeah. I mean, that part of it didn't irritate me. Yeah. As much as her not playing kind of the songs that I wanted to hear. Oh, absolutely. You know? I was watching an interview yeah. she had with um, Tigger yeah. yesterday, and they were talking. It was actually, which is, I thought was funny because she admitted during the live that that was her very first time ever going live. She had never gone live before. Okay. And so I thought yeah. it was funny because I was like, okay, now that Erica's popped your cherry, you must just be into it because mm. she was on Monday, she was with Tigger. 
on live. So I was like, that's funny. She was on V103's live and she and Tigger were having a, a conversation. And I enjoyed it because you could tell they've known each other for years and everything. But when she was talking, yeah. she said that she'd heard, you know, since Saturday from a lot of people, there were so many songs. And, you know, Tigger started naming off songs like Golden, mm -hmm. Hate On Me and all these other songs. Yeah. Um, like me, I'm sitting there. I'm like, she didn't play. I'm like, if you're going to do deep cuts, give me one as the magic number. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you're playing mm -hmm. around with me right now, you know? Um, It's Love. She didn't play It's Love. No. I'm like, yeah. And, I'll, and she, I'll... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, all of those. Yeah, she uh, she she said that she made a personal decision that there were specific songs that she wanted to play. Yeah, and so, I'm like, yeah. I, can, I can respect that, but I'm like, babe, you were playing for like over seven. What was it, seven hundred thousand people? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> but but, but you see, see, nobody complained in the comments. Nobody complained. Like, no, but but see, I think that also speaks to like Jill, how like her personality because. Like I say, when she was playing those songs, you could tell that they were still taking her to a place. Yeah. Because, you know, it not to take Badu's words, but she's an artist and she's sensitive about her shit. So yeah. I can only imagine, like, what was it? Um, I'm Lonely Whenever You're Around? Like, yeah, um, I knew really, you were going to say that song. Yeah. That's the one everybody's been talking about. Yeah, that brought her to that place. But she's always said like i have to you know my my music is like a, a slow cooker yeah i've got to live life i've got to go through things i write from what i know i have these experiences and really when you sit there and listen to the lyrics of that song yeah man yeah you know? and it was written all over her face so i can understand why she made that personal choice to and like i say the vibe and where she was with it yeah. so kind of when and she did that i i i I recognized. Yeah. It was kind of that check. It was like, oh, mama's on something else tonight. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get nasty Jill that I got it, you know. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen them live, though? Like, have you ever oh, seen? Oh, You listen. said you've never seen. Oh, no, I've seen both. I've seen Jill three times. So you should know that Badu was late. But see, well, but here's the thing. She wasn't late for what I saw her for. Oh. And what I saw her for, they talked about. They went deep into it. It made me so excited because I could only mm -hmm. imagine how many people in that chat room hadn't attended what I attended. So it made me feel special. Oh. And what I attended was Sugar Water Festival. Jealousy is kicking <laughs> in. <laughs> so I you felt... were there, huh? <laughs> I was like, yes, I know what they're talking about. Yes. Um, Sugar oh. Water Festival was amazing. It is easily in my mm. top three favorite concerts I've ever gone to. Queen Latifah. Um, Queen Latifah. Erica Badu, Jill Scott. And for me, you know, they didn't mention Floetry. So Floetry must have been a regional thing. Um, mm. But Floetry was at the one that I was at in Maryland. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was, oh, it was so good. It was oh, yeah. so good. It really, really was. And Jill, yeah. I mean, Erica closed it out. And mm. so I'm glad that I can tell this. I'm glad that you said that. So Erica wasn't late, but I guess she couldn't have been because it was mad people who went on before her. So she oh, she could have been. <laughs> Lauren Hill was still late when I saw her. <laughs> And she was the closing act. She went on after Charlie Wilson. I'm sorry. I digress. Feel it. Feel how you feel. Listen, this is the healing space. <laughs> but yes. So Erica came up. And what I thought was interesting was that <laughs> as Jill's band was leaving and they were setting up for Erica, some people started leaving. Mm. And I'm sitting there and it was funny because I'd never seen Erica live before. And at the time, Jill was my favorite singer of the two. But I was still like, but you don't leave before Erica, though. And what I loved, what I loved is that she killed more than everybody who performed that night. 
she destroyed. And I was like, and that's what I'm talking about. All y'all mm. asses who left and you missed out on what was a phenomenal close set. Yeah, it wow. was. Because yeah. that was around, what, 0405, maybe? Yep. yep. Sure. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> I, I missed it. You're like, eh, eh. you gonna make me Google here we in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen all of them except for um, Queen Latifah live. Okay. So yeah, Florida came uh, when I was an undergrad. I saw. Um, ironically, I think you we better were, know your stuff. Boy. Ironically, well, here's how I remember it because um, 2005, 2006. I know a little bit about music, Listen. but um, but I remember like we were one of the last concert stops before either before they announced the breakup or before it happened. Yeah, and I remember um, getting to meet them, uh, Marsha and Natalie, and their energy was off. And I remember like leaving after meeting both of them, and I was like, eh, the energy is a little bit off. Mm. And then. They broke up, um, so I was like, "Yeah, you could definitely tell." Like it was, it was interesting. But yeah, Jill. So I was living in Jacksonville at the time, and I flew up to see Jill uh, to see Jill and Maxwell. Yeah. Um, oh, Ooh, I want to. I want to see him. I've never. Oh, seen babies him were made that <laughs> night. <laughs> now, mind you, I've met the brother in person, talked to him, and everything. Never seen him live in concert. Love was made that night. I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. And I think that was my either second time seeing Maxwell because so here's the thing too about Maxwell and I know we're talking about Jill and Erica and I don't want to take anything <laughs> away but here's the thing about Maxwell Maxwell's voice yeah. and stage and everything so Jill opened for him okay but so Jill just got you wet she got you where you needed to be she mm -hmm. got you you know, tipsy, she got you right. Yes, come on, Crown Royal. Right. She yeah. Crown Royal on ice. <laughs> she got you right to that point where y'all looking at each other and it's like, you really want to stay here? Let's just, let's just take this <laughs> to the house real quick. Like, she got you there. And then Maxwell was like, listen, <laughs> if y'all not leaving tonight and fucking, oh shit. <laughs> You're good. I told okay. you you're good. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. This is not my show. <laughs> <laughs> you you keep thinking it's revolutionary health. I'm like, listen, listen take, take the Disney away. Okay, take, take the Disney away. Um, but yes, so like Maxwell was like, listen, if if y'all not getting it in tonight, then you you messed this up. Okay, and, and yeah, there from that concert, it was it was absolutely amazing. I saw Erica at Essence Festival. Um, yeah, I think that was the Essence Festival Prince. I think that was my first time and unfortunately last time I got to see Prince at Essence Festival. Yeah. It was late and she was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear people say that they've seen Essence, Prince. a lot going on, so yeah. Oh yeah, Essence, I'm sure, I'm sure. Whenever people tell me that they've seen Prince live, I have to comfort myself with knowing that I've seen MJ. Because I would feel some kind of way. <laughs> when people say they've seen Prince, I'm like, oh. But I'm like, okay, you've seen Michael Jackson. A lot of people never got to see him live. So comfort yourself with that. I've never seen Michael live. So yes, you got me. <laughs> Your face. I cried. Really? I cried. Wow. Cried. I cried. I cried. Because once again, 
So my back door, not my back door, Jesus. Come so on, my- back door. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Come on. Oh, what about your back door? What so, about- so, <laughs> so yeah. So to back door to my love for Prince is that my dad is also a musical man. So my very first LP was Shaka Khan's "I Feel for You," okay. which of course is a Prince song. Yes. And like um, my dad was telling me, like his experience of seeing Prince live and head and soft and wet and all of these songs and so i was just like oh my god like falling in love with prince yeah and then to actually see like what everybody talks about like he floated on stage Mm -hmm. and then when purple rain came he released like the balloons and the the fog machines were there and then he was fucking gone and it was like (laughs) to be in a stadium to be in New Orleans Superdome yeah. with beautiful black people. Yeah. Everybody singing Purple Rain. These purple balloons are like floating to the top of the dome and his little tiny ass floats away. It's like, <gasps> yes. Yes. Okay. I cried. I, I, it, it, it just speaks to the power of music and yeah. how music can touch you. And so, yes, <laughs> Erica and Jill both. There we go. Bring it back. They both bring touched it back. Me. Come on. They both touched me. Though. They as the journalists. Yes. Bring it back around. <laughs> bring it back around. Indeed. Because, mind you, I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, how are you going to connect this? <laughs> I can make it work, okay? We can we can put it all in there together. We put can it make all in. Happen. Indeed. Put it all in. Go ahead. So, uh, so yes. So, to continue on with this love of Jill and Erica, we're actually going to get into some songs. Mm. And uh, I know yes! you're struggling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was, y'all. I was struggling. <laughs> but, but we're going to make this happen. So, in the spirit of mm-hmm. the healing space after dark, I am going to introduce my first cut. Because, you know, I got to go back old school. So, we got to play the cut. Mm-hmm. Got to go back to the cut, but I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna I'm probably not gonna pick what people probably would expect for me to pick either. Okay, and we kind of talked about this before the show, but I want to do an interlude because I feel like if I can't get the whole thing, I don't want to play with it. Don't give me a little piece. Don't give me a little taste. If you don't type things, so I'm gonna go with the interlude, and so this is gonna be from. The Beautifully Human, Words and Sounds, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the nothing interlude. Right after Not Like Crazy. Okay. So it's a whole it's a whole vibe. And that interlude, just it just... If you make it to this point of the album, <laughs> you are almost there to the end. You're almost there, okay. You're almost there to You're the end. There, you right? should be to the end by, the, by that interlude. So... Okay. Miss <laughs> Fitz, I need for you all to add this to your playlist. Jill Scott, nothing. I gotta admit, sometimes I feel weak for loving you the way I do. It's beyond me. Force it to be 
back misfits we're back hopefully you were able to make it to the end <laughs> yes indeed indeed okay so now it's my turn and i'm gonna go into my erica track so my erica track <laughs> i honestly believe is it might be one of the greatest songs ever that's up for debate that's up oh. for debate um i definitely think it's in her maybe top three favorite i mean not favorite best song she's ever written Mm. And that is Green Eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. The entire Mama's Gun album is in my top five favorite albums of all time. Uh, I believe that it is a classic. I don't mm. believe that Erica... Erica doesn't strike me as the kind of artist who would ever try to outdo herself. So I don't mm. think her goal is to ever try to make anything better than Mama's Gun. But I don't think that it's possible. Uh, Mama's Gun is in our uh, class all by itself. It really is. It is, mm -hmm. you know how you talk about albums you can listen to from start to finish? Mm -hmm. That is easily one of them. Easily. Like, not a, not a track is skipped, you know? And to close it out with this, I just think it's so interesting because when you listen to a lot of projects, a song like Green Eyes wouldn't be the closer. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I've always thought that it was very, a very interesting choice for this to be the song that she ends with. And it tells such an awesome and honest story and it, it makes you love the writing of a song. Because if you listen mm -hmm. to it, she tells an entire story, a whole journey, you know? And you get to go through all of the emotions that she feels with the jealousy and where mm -hmm. they are in the relationship. And it's so raw and so honest that you know she's coming from a genuine place, you know? So I don't, don't want to interrupt you, but I don't know if you know that there's like a little bit of folklore that goes around the track listing mm -hmm. of Mama's Gun album. No. Because if you, well, there's different presses of it. Okay. But if you look at, I believe, the album, if you look at the CD, yeah, I know that somebody out there knows this, but if you look at it, there's a different track listing versus what the, the final track listing was. I don't have really? the full details. I probably yeah. should I probably should Google it. But there's folklore <laughs> about that. There there's a folklore about the, the track listing of Mama's Gun. But I definitely agree with you. I just knew you was gonna give me more. I thought you were gonna be like the reason why Green So anyway, we're going to go <laughs> we're gonna make our way <laughs> not dealing with you. <laughs> we are going to now go into Green Eyes. Enjoy Misfits. We'll be back.
Welcome back, Misfits. How y'all feeling after Green Eyes? You feeling jealous yet? You in the vibe yet? You in the mood? You eat a lot of vegetables? <laughs> 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 so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you my Badu joint. Like this was, it was also hard for me as well to pick one one song. Like Raven gives me really hard stuff to do, and he's like, I need you to give me four songs. I need you to give me one song, and I'm like how can you make me and he's like remember this isn't your last time i'm like guys such we, a simple listen listen we we don't know what may happen um we don't we don't right we don't know what may happen. 
stupid. Listen. I gotta go up an octave on that. No! <laughs> um, so I really, I really, really, really wanted her to play um from the live album, I really wanted her to play Boogie Nights All Night Live version. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things too, like you mentioned Durand earlier, but one of the things that I love about both Jill and Erica is that mm. they have, I love when artists give other artists a chance to shine. Absolutely. And to grow and that they know that their voices sound great together. Yeah. Um, as well. So I want to do, I want to, I, I want to do Boogie Nights all night, the live version um, I think the the live album from her was just absolutely amazing, and I think it kind of gives a different feel mm-hmm. to the vibe that you have set up with Green Eyes. Yeah. Um, so Misfits, Boogie Nights All Night Live version by Miss Badu.
we are back, Misfits, and we're giving y'all some jams. Like, seriously. Seriously. Y'all getting y'all flow on right now. If you haven't watched the verses between Jill and Erica, it's going to make you want to go back. I can be sure of that. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find your way to YouTube and go and you're going to listen to the battle again. Because you're vibing out with us. You're vibing out. So we're going to close out the, uh, the Jill and Erica portion with my Jill Scott choice. Mm. So... I was going over a few songs that I wanted for Jill. And like it was it literally was to like the the very end. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, it can only be one. It can only be one. Uh Experience Jill Scott 82 um 826. That is my birthday. Uh come on. Listen. <laughs> nice. I like how you put that in. I like how you put that. <laughs> that was smooth how you put that in. That was smooth. Um but <laughs> That that might be my favorite album by her. Um, not not it might it is it is my favorite album by her. And there was a time I don't know for those of you who have Spotify, somebody can back me up on this. But it wasn't on Spotify for a while. Uh, it appeared out of nowhere, and I was so thankful because like again, it's my favorite one by her. And mm -hmm. my my most of the songs that I love by her are on it. And I hate it that I wasn't. And most of my uh, CDs are back in Baltimore. So I was like, I can't even get a physical copy to be able to listen to it. Uh, so I wanted to do Sweet Justice. Uh, it is definitely one of my fave Joe Scott songs. But mm. instead, I decided on this song because it is an anthem for me. I have laughed to this song. I have cried to this song. I have smiled to this song. What else? This song, <laughs> this song is so empowering to me. I'm not dealing with you. So, Misfits, check out, uh, he got me tongue-tied now, <laughs> check out. Get your thoughts straight, just take a second, <laughs> breathe. I got you, breathe through it. Whatever! Check out Be Ready by Jill Scott, <laughs> and we will be back. <laughs> Be ready, ready, be ready, ready, 
are back, Misfits. So we hope that you enjoyed that uh, that list of Erica and Jill songs. I was vibing. I, I, I definitely think that it was a good look. What about you, Mike? I am intoxicated right now with the lovely feelings mm -hmm. that music really gave me. Like, I'm so relaxed right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's not just from the music either. But yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into uh, what the two of us are both currently working on, because uh, mm. you know we we out here we doing our thing we doing our thing you know. So uh, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Lies, and and, and and that's fine because I don't even have to defend me calling you a liar. <laughs> so, when we get to what you're currently working on, that will speak for itself. <laughs> So I'm, I'm actually glad that we're doing it with me first and then you after me, because that's going to prove it right then and there. Mm, okay. Wow. Okay, we're going to see. Anyway. So yes, so as you all know, I have three podcasts. So it's The Healing Space, Keep Firing, and Rustling While Black. And all of them have really started to pick up. Like, uh, why is your mouth open? Three podcasts? Wow. <laughs> whatever anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, three podcasts and they've all really picked up so i feel like i'm constantly promoting a podcast like every other day uh like the most recent episode of this podcast just went up this past friday and already now <laughs> we're going to be promoting this one so i'm pretty mm -hmm. much promoting two episodes of the healing space at the same time right now then also, about two weeks ago, Keep Firing and Rustling While Black had new episodes. And then this past Saturday, a new episode of Rustling While Black premiered. So there is, there is a lot. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Uh, so with the most recent episode of Keep Firing, we're talking about happiness and what happiness looks like for black men in America. So I definitely want you all to check that out. That is the Keep Firing podcast. Uh, and I love it. I love our conversations uh, with myself, Daryl, and uh, Q. Because we uh, we don't always agree, which leads to really good conversations. Because we're mm -hmm. always open to understanding one another, you know. And the conversations can get really deep. And that was what I was looking forward to when it came to the topic of happiness, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something, you know, my podcasts are things that I'm constantly working on. Uh, I also have been working with uh, Yoga Alliance for, I think it's been over a year now that I've been working with Yoga Alliance. Uh, and Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't something I could always talk about, but this time around, they didn't say to us, we need to keep our mouths shut. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we're, um, I won't really go into what we're working on. But I'll just say we're doing our best to, you know, make Yoga Alliance better. I'll just say that. So I'm honored, especially because who Yoga Alliance is in the yoga community. I'm honored to be working with them, you know, especially when it comes to kind of making some changes. Uh, and happy that I can do it from afar, you know, uh, because their headquarters is up in D.C. And one of, one of the things I love about when we're on the Zoom calls is that we're literally all over the world like like all over the world so like in most of the most countries you can mm. think of there are people who are on these calls and i'm like dude wow. wow like it's it's beautiful it's beautiful to see um 
So yeah, that's another thing. Uh, is there anything else that I can think of? Those are like the two major things right now that I'm working on. Uh, I think that's, I mean, you know, always when it comes to yoga, still teaching mm-hmm. online and all that good stuff. There's some people <clears throat> in my life who would like to go up to the mountain with me. So I mean, I do. I want to go. I want to go to the mountaintop. You want to go to the mountaintop? Yeah, I've never been. So you've never been yeah. to the mountaintop. That's true. You've never been to the right. I've never been. Okay, so as soon as we get off the podcast, I'll take you to the mountain. Oh, oh, the mount. Okay, got you. Okay, so yeah, so we're gonna go there. Listen. So we're gonna go there. That's Listen. cool. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> we're we're gonna go, and that's that's all good. So yeah, so I'm probably <laughs> gonna be going back and teaching on the mountain again. But you know, COVID careful. We're gonna be COVID careful. So make sure that we please, do everything. Please. Uh, indeed, indeed, indeed. So that's mm-hmm. most of that's most of what I'm working on at this very moment. So now that I've gotten that little bit of stuff out the way that I'm doing, we're gonna go ahead and hand it over to Mike so he can completely blow me away. Go ahead. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about he wants to be like, maybe you won't be like me back when I had the magazine. <laughs> right, right now you killing the whole game. Whole game. Listen. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Indeed. That's going to be a hashtag I'm going to make for you. I get hashtags now. Come on. <laughs> we need to hashtag in the in the description of this podcast. There will be hashtags. So make sure when you send us feedback, comment, and when you subscribe on all digital streaming platforms, you use that hashtag right here on the healing space. Come on. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> Come on, side so, smile after you did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I do. I am I am really honestly and truly one of the beautiful things about being able to work from home as well is that I I get to get to my work quicker. Um and and it's a lot of work and I'm blessed to have a lot of work. Um, and a lot of creativity and things that are coming out. Um, I think one of the big, the biggest things right now is um, County Narrative Project, a nonprofit organization here out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, that advocates for Black gay men, social justice, um, and we're aligned in all of those movements. We have a YouTube show, uh, Revolutionary Health, that really focuses on Black gay men's health and wellness, and we have like raw conversations <laughs> about all things related to your health um and it's very needed i mean we've got episodes coming out about getting prep in the mail which um i sent over to to you today yes you um, did uh raven and we talk yeah we talk about you know pretty much things that are going on with us right now in quarantine because a lot of us aren't engaging in uh sex with other other partners and some of us are what are those conversations what are those decisions so it's a weekly show we have about three episodes i'm shooting three episodes a week um of course planning producing everything to shoot these three episodes um a week to give a lot of content while we're sitting here in quarantine so that is the major the major baby that i have been asked to uh step in and be a part of and i'm just so proud that we we get to talk about these things in a, in a space for black gay men to ask those questions, comment, give us suggestions. Mm-hmm. And some of the conversations that we have coming up, like I say, raw, we talk about people living with HIV, about dating, um, about disclosure, finding love. Um, and I get a chance as well to work my shit out in front of the world, you know, and to tell my story and be vulnerable and be honest 
and that's also new new territory um for me also so that is my biggest baby mm-hmm. um as i've said about three times <laughs> <laughs> right now um so uh you can find me there on, on your youtubes um i've also got my newest baby uh black gay stuck at home g-g-s-a-h that uh me and my partner josh have been uh so so working so hard to uh center uh to to screen films that center black queer folks um with an interactive chat Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a night of fun. You get to log on to Zoom. There are people from all around the world. Like you, like you said earlier about choice, it just blows our mind how many people show up for us. Uh, we had like South Africa, we've had Japan, we've had Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we we all get in the Zoom meeting. We watch the movie, and we've been blessed to have the filmmakers, cast, and crew to come. Um, the first, very first screen we had is Patrick Ian Polk. Most people know him from Noah's Ark. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one of the first black gay shows on Logo TV. Um, but he came and debuted his first film, uh, Punks, that came out in 2000 that features Loretta Devine, uh, Rockman Dunbar. Um, so many names are escaping me right now. But he actually sat in on the chat with us. He was dropping knowledge dropping gems about the production, about casting Rockman. He came in with a joint um, and just got (laughs) real, he got real comfortable with us. But um, the second screening after that, we did Dirty Laundry with Nathan Hale Williams that came in, also featuring Loretta Devine and Rockman Dunbar. He also had a little baby part in it. And thank you as well for giving us a shout out on the last episode about Black Ace Second Hope before I forget it. Um, But he came in, um, and oh, baby, that night we had a word after yeah. the screening. Yeah, it was so much um, fun. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, yes. Thank you, so guys. Good. If you all haven't listened to the last episode that also features uh, BHW, yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Um, but Mama gave us a word, and it is. Um, and then the 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 um, the one after that was Jensen from uh, Noah's Ark. He plays Wade. Um, in that he came and did a Q&A, he premiered his new song, he premiered his new video. Um, he kind of gave us a backstory about shooting the series, shooting the film, where did he think the characters and the cast would be. Um, and we were just so blessed to be able to have him on the platform. But what I love about um, what we're doing with this is that it's kind of a one night only experience. Yeah, right? We don't record them. We don't, you know, it's not archived anywhere, although maybe we should. You right. Know, we're, <laughs> right. We're thinking about those things. I was about to say that. I struggle, you know, I, I really struggle because the creative in me, it's like, I want it to be this one night only experience. You don't know who you're going to get. You know, yeah. you don't know who's going to be in the room because even the last one we had, Patrick came again. He was, um, like you said, he was... Uh, giving little tidbits and messing with Jensen as he was telling, you know, his history of it. Yeah. The legendary Kim Burse, who you all probably know from Beyonce. She was working with them from Destiny's Child. She did J-Lo at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does this woman have time to come <laughs> to our screening on a Friday night? Listen. And, Listen. like, engage us, you know? And she sent the sweetest message to us after that she really had a good time. 
Um, Nick Few, who is also another actor, came in there. And so it's creating this space and the messages and the love that everybody like shows in that chat. Y'all, mm-hmm. it be feeling, it be popping. Like that chat be popping like AOL 97. Listen, does. <laughs> you cannot keep up. You like cannot that chat, keep it up. be going in. You have to keep up. Like even us trying to like feed off the energy of that chat of trying to watch the movie and respond to it at the same time. I be looking at Josh like, I don't know how y'all can do it. <laughs> I don't oh, know how the two of oh, y'all can You know. Because <laughs> that combo be going in that chat room, boy. We we figured it out. I can't give the secrets away. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't show you the wizard <laughs> behind it all. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, and honestly, I think I said this after the first screening that we did is yeah. that I myself didn't even know that I needed it, you know, yeah. because you put so much work, we, like we really worked hard, you know, to, to get this off the ground and promote it, to get people in there, but to see people sharing stories about the first time that they saw these, you know, when it wasn't as, now, I don't want to say as popular, but it wasn't as acceptable, you know, yeah. you know, back in the early 2000s or as safe, you know, people didn't feel safe coming out or holding hands with their partners. Absolutely. Um, telling those stories. We've had people uh, come to us and say that, you know, we I lost my friend. I lost my, my mother. I'm in the house alone. And this gave me a feeling that I had community. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Those are the messages that it's like. This goes deeper than just screening a movie, and I didn't realize that until after it. So, um, and I just forgot I didn't tell y'all where y'all can check any of this stuff out. But, uh, but <laughs> it was meant for it to be at the end. It was meant it was to be meant the end. for it to be at the end. So that's <laughs> gonna be my wrap up, the, the tagline for me. Um, you can find this at Black Gay Stuck at Home. www.bgsah.com. I'll say it again for you all out there, you misfits www.bgsah.com you can sign up for future screenings you can let us know what you want to see but we want you there like join us man like add to that chat and get it popping with us um so i have that going on i launched my website um nice I, I launched my first i guess official website to keep everything in one place yeah and um i've been so emotional lately but i was going through all of my you know, my old modeling photos. I was going through my published poems um, and anthologies. I was going, it, it just, it brought so much memory, memories back. And, and what I asked for you all to do and why I mentioned it as well is why we have this pause and reset, as I call it, our new normal. Yeah. Um, I like to call it the pause and reset, but to me, taking time to kind of really doing a personal in inventory and reviewing your life because i think sometimes we were so caught up in the day-to-day and we didn't kind of give ourselves that credit of look how far we've really come you know we can get so caught up in things that didn't go right you know yeah but even taking stock of all the amazing things that you've done over your life all the amazing people that you've met all the amazing places um that you have been to or yet to be um you know while we're doing this pause and reset. So really taking a look back on my life yeah. um, by putting this website together was, it was really a labor of love. <laughs> also a labor of love while, while doing all the rest of those projects, but it's up, 
it's out there for you all to see. And I'll mention that later uh, where you all can walk with me and, um, and, and check up on all, all, of, all of those things that have gone on. And now adding to the plate that I'm able to bless your ears here with with raven on the healing space don't smile at me like that okay don't smile at me like that people because he's just like keep it going and i'm like i get in this habit of like of, of really talking long so and then i get self-conscious about it which i don't know why <laughs> because once again with with doing uh with doing revolutionary health mm -hmm. is very it's a very time show. It it's, is. It's, it's a very time show. So we have to be concise yes. and short. Um, but yes, I am. I am blessed and glad to be able to still get my gifts out. And mm -hmm. the words of Erica, as she said during, you know, the verses, is that I'm just trying to get all this shit out of me mm -hmm. before before I leave. Yeah, I think that's kind of another thing that's been sticking with me during this time is that I haven't. Have I written everything that I want to leave? You know, yeah. have I photographed everything? Have I visited all, all of those places? Because tomorrow isn't promised, you know? Right. And so I look at all of those things, but still celebrate where I've come from being present to keep myself centered, but also where I want to go after all of this is over. So yes, you guys. Speak to people, indeed. I yes. love that you brought it back around to Erica. <laughs> because that, that takes us to music, you know? And now we're entering yes. you providing the Misfits with your current song. So perfect. Good job. <laughs> yes. So my current song is probably going to be um, one that not meant... Well, I'm not going to say that. Let me not put that energy on it. So my current song is going to be um, Janae Aiko um, from her latest album, which I really love. And here's and here's why I picked this, Raven. Okay. Um because in terms of healing, mm -hmm. I know in these times we really, like I've been using a lot of music as a, as a comfort. Yes. Um, for me, and what I love about Janae's last album, um, which is Chilumbo, is that on all of the songs, she has um, crystal, crystal healing bowls. Correct, yes. correct, correct me. Uh -huh. If I'm not using the right terminology, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So on every single track of her album, she she has crystal bowls as a as a um, form of sound healing. Yeah. And with this song, like you can hear the bowls in the background, but she also has. Um, if you go to her Instagram, Janae Iko, um, it talks about which bowls that she used mm -hmm. and what chakras that it relates to. Yeah. Um, so this song is love and it, um, it's associated with the first chakra and, um, Jesus. Are you talking about is, the root? So with the root. The chakra. root! There we go. This is, this is, I, this is why, this is why it, he's the best. So yes, the first chakra, and it also is associated with the fourth chakra, which is the heart. Mm -hmm. I remembered that because that's what, that's what got me. And I feel like this is going to be a song that you all can add to your playlist as well as a form of sound healing that you can go back to. And I want to I want to put that on y'all this energy of this love because when I listen to it, it it makes me smile and it it uplifts me. So this is Janae Iko love.
bossy, I'm the boss You know I can set it off But I'd rather use my heart When I put my faith in God Nothing bother me at all I am more than my emotions I know why you're in control You're back, Misfits. So hopefully you all were able to tap into your uh, proper chakras with your singing bowls, getting that love and light in for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, definitely making it happen. I'm smiling happen. now. <laughs> As you should be. As you should be. Is there any particular reason? Like I said, that song for me, it just, it, it, it touches me. It touches me. Good. Good. So I think this song will touch you as well. Uh, Will it now? Now it's uh, now I'm going into my classic song because it's a classic. And so I've had uh, I've had most of my faith. I've had Janet on. I've had Brandy. Mm -hmm. uh, have I had? Have I had? I don't think I've had a Mel on yet. So yeah, okay, I haven't had all of my faves on yet. But this is mm -hmm. definitely one of my faves. I always tell people that there was only one person. I was ever a stand for, and this is before being a stand became a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and her name is Tony Braxton. I was obsessed with this Tony Michelle. <laughs> of course, <yeah. laughs> I can't. I um, I felt like I was obsessed with her. Honestly, like she mm -hmm. was everything to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and also being from Maryland, shout out, shout out. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> this is. My favorite song by her, she is the only artist, only artist, who has ever been able to, every time she comes out with another album, I like it more than I like the first one. Mm. You know, some artists, you stop at a, spe a specific album and you're like, no, that was my favorite. Like with Mariah, I stopped at Butterfly and I was good after Butterfly. Um, but this face and this hands. <laughs> but, I was giving my Mariah hands. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, with... Uh, with Tony, we went all the way up to Libra, and I think Libra was my favorite album by her. Mm -hmm. But this was my favorite song, or is my favorite song, and nothing is taking its place. It is Seven Whole Days by Tony Braxton. We'll be back this week.
Mmm, that song takes me back. We're back, Misfits. It takes me back. There are memories attached to that song, boy. It's written Ooh. all over your face. <laughs> there are memories, absolutely. Uh, but we're going to um, not necessarily bring the energy down, you know, but we're going to show some respect real quick. Uh, as you all were able to hear at the beginning, we opened up with a tribute to Little Richard. And he wasn't the only one that, unfortunately, we lost this past weekend. Right. So, you know, just wanted to briefly pay our respects to Little Richard, Andre Harrell, and Betty Wright. So, uh, when it comes to Little Richard, how do you feel? You know, what did he mean to you? You know, I think going back to... Going back to what I said earlier about like Prince and learning about music. I, I told this story um, about honoring his life yeah. um, with Prince is because I kind of, I, I came in in a point with Prince and you know, with Prince, it was the ass out, the assless chaps, the eccentric clothes, you know, the very much androgynous, all of those kind of things, you know, yes. that was, um, it was controversial, but I cannot, I cannot imagine it was as controversial as Little Richard. Yes. <laughs> you know, you were trying to figure out where I was going with that. But I, I you know, so even for me growing up and in, in witnessing Prince, and it was kind of like, wow, the shock value of it, I can only imagine how shocking that it must have been for people to see this man play and be open about his his queerness. Mm -hmm. uh, be open about his childhood trauma, mm -hmm. which of course uh, uh, affected his life all the way up until the time that he passed. He had a very complicated, um, complicated life as we all do as absolutely. humans. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I don't want to single him out for that, but I love the fact that while he was here, mm -hmm. he got to be himself. Yeah, um, he got to embrace all of those sides while giving us some badass music for being the architect, the innovator, the originator, the king and the queen yes. of, of rock and roll and bringing, really, really bringing the races together because it was so, so amazing. Even if you go back and watch these documentaries and these YouTube clips yeah. of watching these white women pass out, yeah. of them trying to segregate, you know, the races, but music bringing everybody together, like I Absolutely. said, as a form of healing, you know, of doing this work and coming here, doing his assignment, you know, leaving the world a better place than how he found it and and getting to live his full life. And although, like I said, he has a complicated history in some of the remarks that he said later in life, I understand, you know, religion, trauma, um, all of those things, but he loved he loved, 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 loved the fact that he was a little black boy from Macon, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And he never let us forget that, that yeah. this little black boy from Macon, Georgia left an imprint on music and on our lives and on so many artists that still are out here today. So when you're looking at Prince, uh, I'm sorry, Prince, rest, rest in peace. But when you're looking at um, artists and listening to their music, such as Prince and Janelle Monae and Miguel, um, all of all of those artists, Little Richard, yeah. you know, Little Richard, all of it ties back to him. 
So yeah. just, just rest in power. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you made very, very good points. Uh, I hadn't heard a lot of people talking about, you know, the things, some of the things that he had said kind of recently later in life. Things that I'd known about like earlier this year. So I thought it was so interesting what, you know, ended up transpiring because mm -hmm. I had one random day and you're the first person I'm saying, well, now all the misfits are here at the same time as you, but I hadn't shared it with anyone. Just one random day earlier this year, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wait, is Little Richard still with us? So mm -hmm. I went and I Googled him. And that's when I was able to read up on some of the stuff that you're talking about as far as some of those comments that he made. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate. But also, you yeah. know, if we're coming from a healing space, <laughs> if we're coming from a healing space, then we understand that we're all human. And yeah. especially, especially when it comes to being black and queer, you know, mm -hmm. there are many people who were brought up a certain way and it stays with you even when you think that you've gotten away from it. You feel right. me? And mm -hmm. things can knock on your door later on in life. You feel me? Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people are, up until the day that you leave this shell, you are still battling things, you know? Mm -hmm. You are still looking for yourself. One of, the, one of the things that we often believe when we're younger is that when we get older, we're gonna have all the answers. Oh, hell no. Exactly. And, and then you find out, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've been teaching lately not only to my students, you know, my kids on campus, but also my students outside of campus, is that we have to get a, an understanding that just because our shell continues to grow, you know, and it ages, that doesn't necessarily mean that our emotions, where we are mentally, that all these things go along with it. Some places we get stunted, you know, and we never really move. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at some people, when you prepare to judge, just try to have an open heart and understanding where they may be operating out of, you know? Yeah. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I always loved about him was that he was unapologetically himself to the point where it could make you uncomfortable, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you realize he's, listen, he's acting in his truth. And somebody like him, the reason why I loved when he did it is because he was so many of the things that America would try to hate. Yeah, you know? and they did. And he showed up right in front of your face, you know? And he was himself, boldly, boldly. And you look at in 2020, and sure, there are more doors that have been opened up for queer people, definitely for black queer people. But in 2020, it still is just as uncomfortable in a lot of spaces, you know? Oh, Especially it, in the music industry. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So it still mm -hmm. shows you the amount of work that still needs to be done. But we're grateful. We're grateful because he opened up a lot of doors for the yes. artists that came afterwards to be able to be as free as they are. And we keep it going. You know, we keep it going until we get to the point where everyone can be as bold as he was and as history making in their boldness, you know? Mm -hmm. And and we, we hope and we pray that people can love the fullness of who they are while operating in that, you know? Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I'll say, and I'll say this one thing too before we get off of uh get off of of this this section um but it was a word and it just it just came to me and i felt like i, I wanted to share share that with you is that i was in a, a zoom a zoom um and it was a forum with uh same gender loving men that's how they identify yeah um this this forum but um gabriel maldonado and i have to give him his credit uh, for saying this is that he was saying that 
we can't change all of the world's problems within ourselves. But what he wants to do is leave a brick. If he can just lay a brick and he can teach other people how to lay a brick Absolutely. to build this foundation. Absolutely. And eventually if we lay those bricks, then we will leave the world in a better place than where we came. So with little Richard, he left his bricks. You know, he built that foundation for other people to build on top of. Um, so even as we walk and like you say, we thought, I'm sorry, let me change that to an I statement. I thought <laughs> growing up, I'm working on that as well. That's a part of my come year. On, I on. thought that, yes, when I got older, ooh, I can't wait to be grown and all of those things that yeah. I would have it all figured out that it would come like that. But I'm a work in progress every day of myself. Absolutely. But if I'm here to do my assignment and I lay those bricks for the black queer men that come after me or just the, the people who come after me, the world in general, if we can lay those bricks, because we've got so much more power than we realize that we do. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, and even man. if it's touching somebody closest to you, you know, your friends, your family, your local communities, you leave those bricks, man. It is, it's, it's so very important. You, you saying that, ooh, you saying that made me think of something that I had a conversation with my mom. I don't know if I've said this to anybody else, but I know I said it when I was talking to my mom. And I said, it has always been interesting to me because, you know, when we're younger, we allow people to tell us, you know, you can't change the world, you know, or when you get older, people tell you, you tell you, you know, kind of lower your expectations of what it is that you want to do. You can't change the world. And it took me, I think it may have been when I turned 30 for me to realize that it was a lie. And this is the reason why it's a lie. Mm -hmm. You can change the world every day. And this is how you change the world. You change the world by impacting just one life. With that one life you impact, you've changed the world. Because we don't know the ripple effects of what it is that you did for that one person. And the what it is that you bring to that one person. And now, now mind you, mind you, I said change the world. So I never change the world, change the world for the good, change the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is why we have to be mindful of what it is that we do, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you can change the world in general, for the bad or for the good. So in what <laughs> it is that you do, the way you interact with other human beings, impacts the way the world is going to show up the next day so you can absolutely change the world and be mindful of that every time you wake up when you wake up and when you go out here into the world or even with what it is we're dealing with right now when you get ready put those fingers to your phone or to a keyboard be mindful that you are changing the world for someone be clear about that you putting that brick out there mm -hmm. you are absolutely putting that brick out there um I'm, you let me know. I'm good with just, you know, giving love and light to Andre and Betty and not even really talking about it. You let me know how you feel. Did you want to say anything? I, I have to speak on Andre because out of, out of, out of Andre came Mary Jane Blige. Indeed. And so I will, I will just definitely say once again, he left, like he, he touched so many people's lives. Yeah. Uh, Puffy. Um, uptown the entire movement our entire culture like yeah. wow like we lost a great one man. Yeah. we lost a giant we lost them and Betty Wright as well I, I I didn't even know that she recorded the cleanup woman when she was like 17 wow like the vocal uh, yeah. 17 and that song has been sampled almost like 50 to 100 times yeah. I mean everywhere you know so once again, you know, 
leaving your bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I honor them both and rest in power. One of the things I wanted to say about Andre real quick, especially with this being the healing space, I wanted to, you know, and <laughs> this may sound pessimistic of me, so forgive me, but uh, I can honestly admit, yeah, definitely going to speak um, speak my truth. I, uh, I often feel like I should call BS when you, you know, hear people talk about those who've passed and everyone talk about how wonderful the person has been. Because in my mind, that's not being honest. And I've already had people tell me that I shouldn't do what I say I'm going to do at my mother's funeral. I'm like, if my mother's funeral, whenever God calls her home, same thing with my dad. If you're going to have me up there behind the pulpit, I'm telling the whole truth. So if I'm going to be eulogizing or something like that, you're going to know my mother wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. So don't look to me to the whole time I'm talking about her and be like, she was the great this, she was, she was human. And I want people to do the same for me. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It really bothers me when people are like, this person was the absolute most amazing, perfect, infallible human that ever existed, you know? Yeah. And what I love about Andre is that you don't hear that a lot in the entertainment business. That is a place where you will hear the truth from a lot of people. They will mm -hmm. either not say anything at all, or if they do decide to speak up, you're going to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I believed it with Andre. I've heard nothing but good things. And I believe it. And the reason why I believe it is because a lot of these people don't usually just kiss ass. <laughs> you know, it's like, there ain't, no, there ain't no kissing ass. We're going to give you the real. We're going to really love somebody. And they have poured into Andre's spirit in a major way. All they talk about is how amazing his smile was, how helpful he was, how he always lifted people up. You know, mm -hmm. every conversation you had with him, he was trying to teach you, trying to educate you, trying to, you know, empower you. And so I believe it. And I just wanted to say that. I wanted to say that, you know, we need to make sure that we're we're truly showing up for those who really do do positive work. Because if we're going out here into the world and we're just saying that every single solitary person did this, then it's like in moments like this, you're kind of looking at like, well, what is it that made him so special? If everybody is just, you know, doing this exact same thing. No, we're all human. So mm -hmm. we all have our moments, you know? So it's a wonderful thing in this space to be able to honor somebody who truly did show up for somebody in that way, mm -hmm. you know? So we, we give honor to that. Well, I'm sorry, I, like you said, on it, on <laughs> I statements. I give honor to the fact that he was genuinely in the industry making those moves because we hear horror stories about people mm -hmm. who take advantage of people, you know, yeah. and use people in order for them to get where they're supposed to get, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. And to mm -hmm. know that this brother was just out there wanting the best for people says a whole lot. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna move on from that and we're gonna move on to you. What you got coming up next? So yeah, so what is going to be next is gonna be my very last song choice. Mm-hmm. And it it's it de it definitely is gonna gonna tie into um, this segment okay uh, that we just had as far as honoring <laughs> as far as honoring honoring the legends and those uh, people that we have lost so as I mentioned my girl Mary J Blige indeed my life like mm -hmm. my life means Ooh, yes my life means so much to me yeah. and it's also why I'm I'm choosing my words and speaking mm -hmm. slowly is because I remember hearing her speak about this song the first time that she heard 
uh, the beginning, the beginning of the the instrumental uh, before she started writing to it, and she was like, "It's something in this music that just feels like healing to me." Mm-hmm. And that's always stuck with me. So once again at Essence Festival, um, my very first Essence Festival, um, I want to say my first time seeing Mary J. Blige. I remember 2001. It was around the No More Drama album, and she sang My Life. And I once again was in tears at Essence Festival because all of those things in that, the words of this song and you know, if you look at my life, you'll see what I see and how yeah. painful that it was, but that there was a light at the end of it, you know, mm-hmm. that that it was something on the other side. And she was writing for her healing, yeah, you know, on this song. And that connected to me. Um, and I remember, I remember crying, um, listening to my life and, and no more drama and all of those songs. And it, it just... Even still, when I'm laying on my bedroom floor and I just need, I just need that 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 something to let yeah. me know that I can pick my ass up off that floor and 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 make it through, you know. Come on. That my my life, that whole album is there, but um, just this song, you know, Misfits. So I will leave you all um, with with my last song of the night, Mary J. Blige, my life.
Welcome back. That just it it just still feels like healing to me. Mm-hmm. Just, just listening to that here. So we want to transition. So Raven has asked me to to because I'm always talking about um, black businesses and we love really, it. And it's really important to me. Um, and I kind of didn't even realize that I, I do it as much as I do. I guess until I started mentioning it to you, Raven. <laughs> Is that what happened? It's a great look, though. It's a great look. I love it. Um, but yes, definitely in, you know, this pause and reset where we are, a lot of my focus has been on supporting local businesses. And a lot of those in Atlanta have been black business. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of want to think it started for me maybe about last year around the time that you and I really connected. Yeah. Um, on my birthday trip, I went to um, Grand Cayman and of course, looking for skincare for us. Um, I just started researching like black sunscreen, you know, yeah. because I was like, I'm going to be in the Caribbean. I, I want to take care of my my melanin yeah. that I love so very much as the sun beat me down and made me darker and I loved all of it. Um, so I started researching, you know, uh, skincare. So I, I ended up buying black girl sunscreen, but it's definitely okay for men to use it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bevel skincare that I use as well. Um, better here are two black businesses. Um, as far as when it comes to supporting local eateries and places in your area, there is a wonderful Instagram that has done the hard work mm-hmm. um, of putting <laughs> it all together because we want to make sure wherever you are, um, if you're in the States, that you can find um, Black-owned spots where you are. So the Instagram handle is at eat black owned. So exactly how it sounds, E-A-T-B-L-A-C-K-O-W-N-E-D on IG. Um, If you're in Atlanta, thankfully, we have uh, Rosie's Coffee Cafe. We've got Virgil's um, Gullah Kitchen, which we have been to many of a time. Yes. Um, (laughs) And a lot of these these businesses in these places as well have delivery. They have takeout. um, They have happy hours as well so when you do your virtual happy hours you can pick up a little sa-a, sa-a from them but definitely make sure that you support local and small businesses and especially when it comes to black business because we already know um a lot of those may not receive the money uh, from the government that they are that they are trying to funnel to small businesses yeah um so when you're thinking of 
you know, even even items like today, I was looking for a welcome, a welcome, um, uh, welcome mat, welcome mat. Thank you for my <laughs> for my house, um, because as I get more deliveries, Uber and everything, they do the con contactless delivery. I don't want them to put it on the concrete. Right. And you can do something as simple as just searching, you know, black creators, uh, black creators that do whatever that you're looking for, or black products, Target. Yes. Um, Target does a really great job of making sure that they stock a lot of things for black people. So even researching their, their aisles, please be safe, wear your mask, your gloves, social distance or physical distance. <laughs> right. um, but, but it is, I think it's become very important to me. Um, and I hadn't realized it until Raven had pointed out, I had my, 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 uh coffee as well <laughs> this morning was from um black business owners uh rosie's coffee cafe here in atlanta they also have coffee so i i got their fresh ground coffee um the other maker is escaping me right now but um it's awesome just like i say google it find it right um but wherever you are, and even when it comes to your friends and people in your lives that are creatives or if they have gifts that they are sharing with the world, if even if you give them a love offering, um, whatever you can, I know these are tough times, but they are, they're putting their gifts out there in the world. So yeah. just make sure you look for those opportunities for good quality, good quality things. And so I stand behind stand behind these things that i've mentioned here absolutely as raven as raven smiles for <laughs> i'm smiling because you're awesome it's awesome Thank that you, you show up for black I, I receive the way you all do. of that i receive all of that because i know as you know too being a creative like giving your gifts and everything and, and sharing that and spreading that with the love uh yeah. with the world of doing what you love to do in, in your assignment what you're here for it means yeah life. One of the things before we um, before we get into my last song, because um, we're we're closing out. So you misfits know since we've started doing the music and everything, the music is usually what closes out. So we're going to start giving you everything right now, all the places you can walk with us and stuff. But I wanted to say, going into uh, what Mike was just sharing with you all, one of the beauties that I've been seeing on social media, and I know Mike has seen it as well, is how much all of us have really been showing up for each other during this pandemic with the way we're supporting each other do the promotion for people has been beautiful to see mm -hmm. like seriously mm -hmm. people are really promoting one another and it's you know without a second thought and i love yeah i love seeing it you know um for those of you who mm -hmm. know when i had my magazine and when i had storytellers up in baltimore that's one of the things that i became well known for in the city you know in dc and baltimore I became really well known for being somebody who promoted everybody never asked for it in return but in doing it, it it got me more known you know i became more known because of the fact that i selflessly promoted people on my company's page on my personal page so without asking for it in return it actually endeared me more to people you know mm -hmm. so i thought that was beautiful you know it definitely added to the connections and it's just because i wanted to see other people to i wanted to see take your time i wanted to see other people succeed so beautiful things can come out of just genuinely wanting to see black people succeed. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the, the universe God has lifted you up the way that it has, it continues to do because you selflessly care about other people and you want to see your people shine. So I think because of that or why the blessings continue to flow for you the way they do. Definitely. Thank you. I receive all of that. 
Yeah, you know, we'd be working on you getting all the compliments from me. <laughs> I am. I'm ready to get this music from you. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, they, they need to be able to know where they can work with you. I'm stuff to my playlist as well, too. Come on. That makes me feel good because you're music, man. So that <laughs> definitely makes me feel good. <laughs> where can you misfits walk with me? Um, so you can find me um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I finally streamlined everything, so I will make this so simple for you. It's Michael, M I C H A E L X W A R D. Okay, come on. So it's M I C H A E L X W A R D on all platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, as well, michaelxward.com is my site I was telling you guys about earlier. So that is where you can go to find out about all Michael. All things Michael. <laughs> I'm there. There'll be a link to the to, to the healing space, this episode <laughs> on there as well. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so walk with me there. <laughs> I didn't know that was the end. Yes. <laughs> So walk with me there and thank you i appreciate you again for having me here you're welcome on your platform you're, you're just like, this is oh, this is a new a mic this is a new I was mic taking a moment i'm not used yeah. to adorable mic like you're really adorable right now i'm not used to this mic like disney's Aw. coming back yes. no no i honestly am i am i am i don't take this lightly mm -hmm. i don't take it lightly for you asking me to to be back on here and use your platform. So thank you. Thank you Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And so uh, if you want to walk with THS, that would be THS podcast across all social media, with the exception of Twitter, as you all know, that's underscore THS podcast. Right now for the website, it is wearetlm.com, which is the love movements website where you can see everything dealing with me and wellness. You can also Walk with me personally, starting with my official website, scorpiogi.com. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Scorpiogi. <laughs> Scorpiogi across all platforms. You just type it in and you'll get all the me that you need. And yeah, so we are now bringing this episode to a close. This has been a jam packed mm -hmm. episode and I love them. I love when we mm -hmm. just give you a lot. You can be sure there are going to be uh, segment markers <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> Definitely yes. be segment markers. And One so for my last song, oh no, but you know, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it because you get episodes like the one I did, I think two episodes ago was 45 minutes, you know, a nice little cute morsel that you can get and keep your day going. You get episodes mm -hmm. like this one and with BHW, you know, where's but see me personally, before we get to my last song, I like episodes like this because for you misfits who may look at me the way I look at like a friend zone or a read, you get to a point with certain podcasts where they feel like family to you, you know? And so you just genuinely enjoy the conversation. It feels like a warm comforter, you know? So mm -hmm. I love episodes like this because this was this is what that can be. If you want a long ride, you know? If you're in the house, you're working from home. So you're working from home, put Come us on. on, you know? Go ahead and listen to this good conversation. Get your laugh on, you know? Come get, on. Get some knowledge, you know? Knowledge. <laughs> some good conversation. We give you all the feels in this episode. All the feels in this episode. So yeah. To close out my last song, my song is going to be Current 
This comes from the Bubba album from K. Tranada, mm. which was released in 2019. We're going to connect it to an artist we talked to about at length earlier, who goes by the name of Madula Ablangada. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Badu, Erica is her name. And his name is Duran Bernard. Mm. This song is called Freefall. And I love celebrating Black queer artists, especially those who walk so freely in their truth. It is beautiful to see. And this brother has a voice. My first time ever seeing him was in person. I saw him live. Uh, one of my friends hosted an open mic called Thursday Bliss in DC. And mm -hmm. uh, B Slade was there and Duran was doing background for him. He let uh -huh. Duran get up there and sang and good Lord, the throat on that child. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Blessed, you hear me? Effortless. Effort. Listen. Effortless. Whew. You talking and about plays the keys? Yes. Yes. Now here's the thing. I love this studio song you're about to hear, but you don't know nothing until you hear him live. He's one of those artists. He's one of those one of those artists where you're gonna love him live. Be sure. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna go, Misfits. We thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode. We hope that you've had all the feels. All, all the, the feels. feels. I'm waving to y'all. And yes. I'm hugging now. Come on, you better I hug him. Feel it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that COVID, that COVID careful hug. <laughs> yes. You know, just a little church hug. Right. <laughs> so enjoy Duran. And until next time, I love you, Misfits. Namaste. I just wanna let go
just wanna love you.